0: In this episode, we're going to have ex-chicken farmers talk about what it's like being a chicken farmer. What's up? Ryuji here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Rowdy Vegans podcast. I have the honor to welcome you alone to this episode today. I'm actually here in Lakewood, California, recording this in a closet while Renee is chilling in Houston or not Houston, Rowdy Girl Sanctuary in Texas, Angleton, and um, what this episode is going to be is a conversation that Renee had with Jennifer and Rodney Barrett. Now, if you're unfamiliar, Jennifer and Rodney Barrett are two ex-chicken farmers. They were chicken farmers for 18 years, also were cow ranchers, and they went vegan, and they're now transforming their business into a veganic business in partnership with the Rancher Advocacy program. And this conversation happened the first time that we visited them in front of one of their old chicken sheds. And what they do is they go in depth into their experience of what it was like being chicken farmers and they reveal things here that you really couldn't learn anywhere else else it's a great first-hand account of what it's like being a farmer really one of the most insightful conversations that I've ever heard in my life I was not in the conversation but I was there recording it um, but really this is incredible so hope you enjoy this episode strap in and let's go
1: begins 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 two rowdy vegans one plus one equals two rowdy
2: vegans the old chicken houses is here since 68 but probably prior to that too Yeah. that's whenever the the but farm you just
3: constantly have to update equipment right. uh, it, it, it's just hemorrhages money and we raised as long as we could in these until um, we couldn't compete anymore and we was either update these houses or I build hear? new ones
1: so, so how many did you process through this shed? This, this was is a called four, a twenty, twenty thousand.
2: Yeah, this is that's a fifteen. Fifteen thousand, and then that one was a thirty
3: thousand. They
2: gave they gave us sixteen thousand birds in that house based on the size of birds they was raising to the density of the square footage. Okay. Uh, that's how they do everything. They they base square footage raising chickens based on the size of bird. The last bird that we raised, they based it on like a point eight seven five mm-hmm. square foot per bird so we got 25 five in a, new houses and there used to be a 600 foot chicken house there yeah we tore it down and put the new ones there but like you i mean you can see what happens it yeah. just
1: so what did you do with uh the like the waste what do you what when what, in your whole operation it goes on the what deal, field are you it? sell it you goes on the field or you sell it mm-hmm. okay And the you thing is the, it's supposed to be yeah it's supposed to be some
3: symbiotic relationship where the litter fertilizes the grass which feeds the cows and it's supposed to you know
2: yeah. they say chickens but we've chickens seen, and cows go
3: But we've seen like the land just carrots. suffer and be depleted and yeah,
2: yeah. When you get a when you get a chicken that when it turns 6 weeks old it gets bumped by another chicken and falls over on its back, and it can't get up because its breast is too heavy. And it's sitting there riding a bicycle upside down, and it and you flip it over, and it ain't been there six hours, maybe. You flip it over, and it can't walk because it's crippled itself. So you basically, to save its life or to put it in into meat production, if you want to keep it, You've got to pull its legs together and tie them together with a string so that it relearns how to walk. Because of the weight of the bird, it can't sustain itself. The joints won't hold up. The joint, the hip joints, rot out of him from bacteria. All kinds of bad things happen in birds. We had a
1: production chicken like that that was probably close to because we we rescued her name was uh, was Daisy mm-hmm. and she was probably twenty pounds. Oh what? Yeah, she died. She went big. Yeah, well, I guess she yeah. did. She, of course she did. She Chicken die. ain't supposed no. to get that big. No, but that's what
2: happens. Yeah. And, but the, that's the genetics yeah, that she, they have she, created. And, well, the, and at, the,
1: at the end of the
3: batch when the chickens were big, we would go through, because you had to walk through them every day to pick up any that had died or take out the ones that weren't doing well. But they would be flipped over on their backs, like he said. And I would just go through and you'd flip them over and flip them over. And they'd be, like, blistered on their wings from just laying there all night long, just on their backs. And they can't. They're so disproportionate and heavy on in their breasts because that's the way they've designed them to grow. Yeah.
2: And everything that they do in this business, the the integrators are the ones that are in control because they've got control of the banks.
1: Tell, well, tell
2: me what an integrator is. That's, uh... uh when we started, we was raising a barely a five pound chicken, and we hadn't even started got in it. When we bought this farm from from her parents, we hadn't even been in it six months, and they went up in bird size. To what? Uh, to like a five fifty chicken, and then a six pound chicken, and then a six and a half pound chicken, and then a veggie chicken, and then a. That didn't work, so they went to a bigger chicken, a whole different genetics, and they've changed that three times, saying it's the same bird, but it's not.
1: Yeah, and see, that's what with poor Daisy, it, and she might have even weighed more. We she couldn't even come out of the chicken coop with the other chickens. We had to literally pick her up and bring her down, and she would take a couple steps and just yep, flop.
3: That's what they wanted to do.
1: Yeah, and, they're just supposed to grow meat. They're not supposed to grow meat, but that's what they she, want them she, to do.
3: Yeah,
2: and if. D- Chances of us being right here right now today, if they had not changed our protocol on what we have to do and how long we have to raise a batch of birds, if they hadn't changed that in bird size and length of time that we raised, chances are we would not be talking right now today because the money would not have changed in the sense that it has to create us not being able to pay the bills and function.
1: So how about that... Have that equation okay. not being able to do that
2: because every time they went up in bird size, you're not crossing the scales with the same amount of pounds every year. Your wages go down. Oh, it doesn't make any difference. They never come back above the pay scale that was. Oh, wow! So to compensate, birds to there. compensate the length of time that you raise them. The out time in between batches and how many batches you get a year. So you don't have the same number of trucks crossing them scales. Oh, wow. Your money goes down. Prices keep going up. And they get money. And they get their same money. But we're the ones that suffer the loss. And we have to sit there in that cesspool of debt Mm. trying to pay these bills. Robbing from the cows, robbing from the trees, robbing from the ground to try to keep the bills paid
3: indentured, servitude. And, it's indentured sted- servitude and it
2: steadily goes downhill because you don't have the money where you get it from taxes keep going up most Prices chicken on- farmers
3: have s- somebody in the family has to work off
1: the farm that's to- why that's why y'all's story your courage to just stop this and to make a difference is going to vibrate through the rest of the chicken farming community because They're I tired don't think too. anybody <laughs> exactly I don't think any chicken farmers are, are, are able to say I love my job no Do nobody's excited about going well, to the chicken house who wants
2: Nobody. to once yeah. you figure out and you you learn what it's doing to humanity yeah. and how sick it's making people and the obesity and the diabetes and everything that's involved with our health issues in this country right now based around animal protein
1: and then and a lot of people are of the mind that they think chicken meat is better, better than, than fish. yeah if, yeah and then it's, it's, it's not it's not no it's full and, of fat it's yeah. full of uh
2: antibiotics mercury and everything else
1: people don't know how if they would just
3: if they could see which is what we're trying to do The conditions that they're raised in, and then the conditions of the slaughter. I don't know why we think that's okay or healthy at all. They're they're animals raised in their own well, they, shit we, it's,
1: it's not that we think it's it's that we don't know you know all we see connected. is the, the packages and and yeah. even nowadays they're even stuffing the breasts with all these different dress things where you can actually buy a cordon blue you know in a package right. and you just have to pop it in the mm-hmm. oven for 30 minutes or whatever and it's done and they don't You're see good. all the the, okay, the take suffering. one of
2: these chickens if we were at sale point on a batch of birds and you said okay I want some chicken for dinner. And you run in there and you grab one of the chicken lop his head off, pluck the feathers off of it and throw it in the skillet, you can't eat it. Why? Because you can't eat it. Tell me why. Because it's tough as that boot. Unless you inject that thing with salt water and let it sit injected full of salt water in that animal flesh, that chicken, for 48 hours, it's... it's you might as well be chewing we got, on that rock.
3: We actually tried to eat some of the chicken, just you know, harvest them ourselves, and it was it because was of stirring. the
2: feed stuff that they use. So it has the, to be the, processed the,
1: anyway. Down the, to the
2: muscle fiber is is so dense that unless you inject that thing and you.
1: It's so dense because they're so heavy.
2: Well, right?
1: it's, why? Tell me why it's so dense.
2: It's just the the stuff that they feed them, the the way they have genetically modified these chickens to. They grow so fast, they And they're producing normal. meat so fast that the density of that meat it is not uh, the marbling yeah, in, in it. It's
1: not normal. It's, it's not totally, normal. It's kind of like a Frankenstein chicken. Right, uh, Franken chicken. Actually. Franken chicken. Yeah. Pretty
2: pretty much. And and well, I mean we've tried it. Yeah, wow. If, you just can't so what cook? about
1: the organic
2: chicken? Same thing. So. Same thing.
3: Yeah, we raised up one batch of they called them veggie birds. Chicken uh, was raising them for. They thought it was like. I wish. They fed them a different diet. Somehow. It was supposed
2: to be all vegetable. Corn. Which we were like, well, what when were they
3: feeding them anyway? What was? But they was still tough. Oh yeah. And it was horrible. What? The, the poop was horrible. The cleanup after the. Oh, when was, you walk
2: through there on a veggie chicken. You could get sometimes as close to here that little old tree bush there. And them chickens a squirt.
3: It was awful. It was terrible.
2: You'd have crap because on your... Because of the way
3: they... The feed formulation You would have crap
2: just... on your... On your... That high.
3: So you can imagine what the chicken house was Walking like through
2: there trying yeah. to pick up the dead on them veggie... It was... A, you would rather shuck your clothes, pour gas on them, and burn them than to put them in a washing machine and just go buy some new ones because it stunks so the bad.
1: <gasps> Yeah, it was terrible. Are you kidding?
2: I'm not kidding. So
1: it was worse than the ones. The veggie that birds. Veggies? The
2: veggie birds were worse, so but we made heck? more money on them.
1: Oh, just my a marketing God, thing. Just a marketing uh-huh. tool. Yeah. Yeah. They
2: were marketing to mm. on the veggie birds. You probably
1: doesn't even know.
2: That was with. No, they knew it. Oh, they knew. They they knew that they were getting a what they call a veggie Organic. bird. Organic
1: chicken But did they know what was happening to the chicken? They I, of, no, probably
2: not. Know. But if I knew, if they knew the truth,
1: would
2: they do it? Of what was going in that feed? I doubt it. Yeah.
3: Or what the farmer had to money. endure to raise that chicken?
2: Yeah. If if more people went to the slaughterhouses and seen how yeah, what they what they're, they're eating, a lot
3: of vegans wouldn't. They?
2: That's another thing or.
3: about uh, changing the dynamic here, not just with the farmers, but nobody's excited about working at the chicken plant. Yeah, nobody's right. excited about getting them and
1: doing that job. No, and so when y'all started seeing the light and started changing, even though you're losing money, you're losing, I mean, your whole way of life. Everything is different. You're, you know, you can't really talk to your family <laughs> like, you, like you used to, mm-hmm. but you have, a, a, you have an excitement. There's something going on inside of you. Tell That's me what that is. The right way. Tell me why. Tell me why you're losing your ass right now. You know, you don't know how you're going to make it from day to day. And yet on the inside, you know, because I know the truth now. I know the truth
3: that, um, number one, it's hurting us to eat it. And that's why it's, that's how it started for us with just our health
2: just, just and just taking place,
3: but... care of our, taking care of our bodies and then seeing how our bodies responded to taking care of them. And then when we did a three week program where we went vegan and we were like, we felt so amazing. Like our heads were the, clear. The
2: clear, our, the, the, mm-hmm. the foggy. Yeah.
1: yeah. We had so much away. energy. And the, so then it brought up this whole.
2: Yeah. I mean. So you start I, doing
1: your research. So then, so this is what happens. What happens is, this is what happened to us. Before I went vegan, I, I wanted to try to make sense out of what we were doing. So I started doing this research on humane meat. Yeah. Because my husband, I asked my husband one day, I said, why don't we eat our own animals? Mm-hmm. How can we ship our animals off to the sale barn and sell them when we have grass-fed beef right here? Mm-hmm. We could kill our own animals, slaughter it, and we could maybe get a neighbor or two to come in and most mm-hmm, people can't go with us. And you know what my husband said? Renee, quit asking me questions like that. I said, why? I want to know. I want to know why. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna if we're gonna be good, honest farmers here. Why are we selling our animals to a cell barn where they're getting fed up and no telling what happens to them when we could just do it the humane way and just go out in there and sit there and do it? Because his livelihood depended on him not understanding it. Yeah, but you know what he said and to me? Yeah, you're right. But he finally <laughs> said to me because I wouldn't quit asking. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Renee, I can't do it because I know him. Now, shut up. Yeah. He knows him. Yeah. And I said, oh, really? Mm. Well, then we're going to pick one. Yeah. If, if, if we're going to do, if I'm going to do this with you, yeah. and I wasn't vegan. I was still trying to make sense of things. Yes. I was still trying to to be ethical. Yeah. Killing animals. Mhm. I was still trying to be ethical. And I said, We're gonna kill one of our own animals. So the way we're gonna eat it ourselves. He said butcher I butcher
2: yourself. Yeah. All of it. Yeah,
1: all of it. He said if we're going I said if we're gonna do this, that's what I wanna do. Can you do that? I don't know, Renee. I said, Well that's the only way I'm gonna be It'll all right. It'd be like with
2: butchering this. your own dog, wouldn't
1: it? It would. It would. And you know he picked out one, it was guy it was a bull named Lucky. And uh, Lucky was Lucky twice cause mm-hmm. he, he missed the cell barn one time, hurt his leg really, really bad, was kind of crippled. And Tommy said, well, probably we ought to pick Lucky because when he jumped out of that trailer, he injured his leg. He's probably not going to make it. He's going to get too heavy. Well, we still have Lucky. <laughs> you know, Lucky survived also getting slaughtered because it never happened. And Lucky can heal too, can't and he? And Lucky healed. Mm-hmm. And Lucky was Rowdy Girl's firstborn. Oh. oh. You know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so I, so... You know, the whole thing is we try to make sense of doing the wrong thing. And there is no way to make sense of doing the wrong thing. And, you know, when you're, when you're killing animals and you're teaching your kids to eat animals that suffer, you're, gonna, you're ingesting that same suffering and violence. Mm-hmm. And it translates into the world around us and everything we see, do, you know, so. yeah. Back to- early on when we first started transitioning, it's been about,
3: oh, uh, not quite a year ago my little granddaughter Meadow was out here with us and we still had chickens and they were about this big, maybe a couple weeks old. And I got one out of the chicken house for her and let her play with it in the grass. And she just loved it. She didn't want to give it back to me to put it back in the chicken house. She bonded with it and very quickly. And then on the way back to the house, I said, Oh, what are we going to have for dinner? And she said, chicken. And I said, like the chicken, you were just a two-year-old. I said, like the chicken you were just playing with. And she went. You saw her the light click on, on and she was like No
2: <laughs> She didn't want yeah. the chicken. She loved the chicken.
3: She made the connection. A two year old.
1: Yeah, That's of course. Her. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She yeah. made she, I mean it just, like a light bulb. Of
1: course on. We, we teach what? we teach our kids to eat animals. Because a chicken oh, oh, oh. on your plate
3: is you're not associating no. that with the chicken you were just
1: playing. You're with. not petting with. You're not petting the chicken breast. Right. You know. You're not picking up the chicken thigh or the chicken leg and going, "Oh, aren't you cute?" Yeah. You're picking up the the real bird, the product. Yeah. And you're completely disassociated, disassociated.
3: with what's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. so if a two year old can figure it out and understand it and be compassionate, then it's. <sighs>
0: All right, that was it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Two Rowdy Vegans. I really hope that you found this conversation as insightful as I did. Now, if you want to hear more of the Barrett's incredible story, head over to episode 7 of this podcast entitled How to Save 700,000 Chickens a Year. That's the episode where we interviewed them and we go in-depth into their story and their vision in any case episodes of this podcast come out every friday so if you don't want to miss an episode subscribe to us on itunes leave us a review and a five-star rating if you enjoy this too if you don't don't do that in any case thank you again so much for listening we appreciate it we'll talk to you next week and peace
1: Two, two rowdy vegans. One plus one equals two rowdy vegans.